Welcome back to another episode of Third and Long. I'm your host, Sam Prince. Alongside me is my co-host, Aaron Hook. And we have a Rowan Radio Sports Department guest in the studio today, Aiden Doherty. Thank you for joining us today. And guys, we had some exciting games. We had an exciting game last night. So let's talk about it. The Niners lose to the Minnesota Vikings, where really Brock Purdy, I don't want to in a way, got exposed without Debo Samuel when they put pressure on it. On when they totally, the, when the Vikings just totally said, you know what, we're going to go against McCaffrey and we're going to let Purdy try to cook. But no, he's not an elite quarterback. I think it's fair to say their 22 to 17 loss takes them out of elite teams. Hmm. Elite teams already? I think if they did full, it's just that, you know, they were missing Trent Williams, too, on the offensive yeah. line. And I, I think, you know, that's an interesting thing you say, though, Sam, because, I, Doc, I want to get your opinion. Like, is, is the panic meter even remotely filling up for you with, with Sam Fran? Because, obviously, you know, fully healthy, we know how good they are. And mm-hmm. for the first five weeks, I mean, they looked like world beaters, obviously. Yeah. Um, but this was a Minnesota team that... You know, I think maybe is a little better than we all kind of thought they were. Um, but at the same time, you know, a two and four team, and and San Francisco had Christian McCaffrey back for this game. Yeah. Um, and Sam's right, Brock Purdy really his deep accuracy kind of got exposed in this game without the ability to throw to to Debo Samuel. He targeted George Tittle a lot in this game, Ayuk as well. Um, but when he had to make big throws, you know, obviously the two interceptions is 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 not what you uh, not what you want. Um, for you, where are you at with, with San Francisco? Honestly, I'm at a tough spot because, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan for all the listeners out there because it's my first time on, uh, but for San Francisco, I am panicked a little bit and it's, it's, you, you could talk about their offense. Look, Kirk Cousins had one of the best quarterback games I think we will ever see. Like it, this season, I mean, obviously not all time, all time. It take a little, but he had 378 yards, two touchdowns, and they got to the goal line like twice. Like he should have four touchdowns. One of the best games of his career. Yeah, easily. yeah, and easily. he was, and you can no longer say he can't win. No, no, Monday, no, Justin, I'm on that football. No, Justin Jefferson, by the way, in that game. Okay, yeah. that's why like context be and like, but San Francisco, you mentioned the 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 deep ball accuracy. That's when I started hitting, not the panic meter because panic's a little bit too much, but week two when they faced the Rams, I think Brock Purdy was like 0 for 8 on passes, targeting downfield, and you were like, uh-oh, is that a long-term? Because his, his footwork might not be the best, and he obviously doesn't have the strongest arm, but I just I just don't know because the pressure is going to get there, especially when you face the Eagles, the even the Cowboys. Like The pressure is always going to be there, and if you don't deal with pressure well, which Minnesota brings a little, but Brian Flores loves blitzing. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, Just Eagles, like when Eagles just yeah. like Wink Martindale, yeah. he loves to blitz. I mean, that's the one thing Brian Flores did in Miami very well. Is their their team wasn't that good uh, defensively, like roster wise, but they would always blitz and they'd always give their team a chance because they'd create turnovers and they bring some pressure. And it left some wide open guys last night. I mean, uh, last night you saw some completed passes where you're like, that guy, no one near him. And that's the thing you live with. But my panic meter with the Niners is. It's almost getting there, honestly, because... It's there for me. It, because not only... Obviously, they lost back-to-back weeks, and yes, injuries. So, I do get that Trent Williams impacts the game a lot because, look, I'm a Lane Johnson fan, and you could say if the Eagles had Lane Johnson just for one play against the Jets, that's all they might have needed. Like, a, Trent Williams, all you need sometimes is, is just him to step up for one play. But I'm, I'm at a pretty big panic meter because... And they almost lost the Rams too in week two. And, and well, Rams, I don't know if you guys saw their schedule. They got Bengals, Jags, Bucks, Seahawks, Ram- Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens. 
Hard yeah. schedule. I mean, it's not. It's not like a. It's not like hard, hard, but it's not a. Cake schedule. They don't really have a break until the until Commanders. Arizona. Yeah. Oh yeah, in Arizona. Arizona, but I mean, you sandwich the Washington in between the Rams, uh, who you said played a close game, and then they got Baltimore, who looks like you best know, team in the NFL. They do at this point. I think, and, and I think them and the Eagles are, are probably the two best teams in the lead right now. So, you know, we mentioned that Justin Jefferson didn't play last night, but can we just? Say this is Jordan Addison's coming out game. Yeah, he went very impressive. Very impressive. Did that one where he babied uh, Jordan? One of the times he babied Ward. One of the the times. (laughs) Ward, I mean, Tredavious Ward got called for what? Five penalties in this game? He had a rough time. And and you know what? I'm watching, like, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm like, I know we're going to see the Niners down the road. They're also on our regular season schedule, but I, I, I know we'll probably see them in the playoffs. It's like, I'm watching, like, the one was a double move that, like, A.J. Brown runs all the time. And, like, Charlie's Ward, just illegal contact, like, doesn't know how to guard. I'm like, he's this guy has to guard A.J. Brown. And I'm like, I just, that's why I was never bought into the Niners. But, yeah, look, back to your Jordan Addison. Honestly, pre-draft, I, was I wasn't high. I wasn't, I, was, I, wasn't, I was high. I wasn't low on him. I wasn't high either. I thought he was going to be a good wide receiver, too. But these last couple weeks, I'm like, is this guy like a wide receiver one in our league? Like, like is Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison like a Devontae Smith, uh, A.J. Brown type of duo? I mean, I think, I don't know if they're not as quite as good as Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That Because Jordan Addison, that's a tough test. Devontae Smith's They got to hope that Addison emerging like this is like enough of something to keep Jefferson there. Yeah. Do, you think, right? do you think Addison will be a better receiver than like the prime Adam Thielen? Yes. Vikings? Yes, oh, I don't know. Adam Thielen was really was good, so good, and he still is really good. Like he's having a nice bounce back year. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. We just talk about the Vikings now being three and four. Easy schedule coming up. A couple too. weeks ago, we were talking on third and long that the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins to a team. Absolutely not at this point. I mean, they got Green Bay next week, who looks terrible, and we can get into them. And after so this. they <laughs> go on a run. Let's just say the Vikings. Let's just say they make the playoffs with a seven seed. Let's just say in a hypothetical world. Do you resign Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Because I don't think they will. How old I is think he gonna, how, He's going to be 36 I, next I feel, season. I feel, I feel like we do this every episode. How old is we do this every episode. <laughs> it's 36. Eighth wonder he of the world. will be a 49er next year. Mm. You look at now, how the... Do you think here, Shanahan was looking and he was like, mm, I don't want that guy as my quarterback. In 2018 mm-hmm. was in love with... Kirk Cousins well, in 2019 wanted to sign him. They've got the Washington roots. Had the Washington them. roots. And when, you know, he, it, it's been rumored they've been linked together. And if you put Kirk Cousins in that Niner offense, they are unstoppable. Yeah. But I think, look, Kirk, I think Kirk's almost in a perfect spot. Like, I think. Look, the Vikings, obviously, we saw how good they were last year. And then, yeah, all year we kind of knew that they weren't you know, in the tier of the Eagles and the Niners. But at the same time, like, look, Kevin O'Connell to me is like, I think he's the top, a top five coach in the NFL. Like his play calling is genius. He's a a good coach. Like their offense is going to be top of the level, especially now that they added Addison and they have Hawkinson. If they can keep Kirk and they can find a way to get some talent on that defensive side of the ball and let Brian, Brian Flores get some talent, like, you're telling me like next well, year they can't be up there? Like if they just add some defensive uh, weapons well, in the offseason? According to sources, Hunter's on the trade block. Yeah. I see a lot of people linking him to the Cowboys, by the way. Uh, so what do you what do the Vikings get for a player of his caliber? That's the real question. Probably, probably nothing crazy. Did Neil Hunter... Well, how old is he? I mean, he's 
28. He's still a good edge rusher. See, I wouldn't mind the Vikings get rid of him because I think the, the Vikings need his speed. Yeah, because like, Brian Forrest likes to play fast. He likes to play, like he likes to play at a high. Like they need, they need a speed. He's leading the league in sacks right now. Nine. Yeah. Um, and wow, he has nine. Wow, yeah. he's got nine. Yep, more than TJ Watt, more than Garrett. Bosa has like two and a half. That's also a disappointing part of that He's last night's game. We were waiting. Everyone that Troy Eggman kept saying on air, "Oh, watch out for Bosa." Hey, never watch came, out for Bosa. never stepped up. I mean, Christian Darrisaw is a hell of a tackle. He is. A, he, is he is. A I mean, ever he, shot, since, he shot him down. I mean, ever since Bosa, Nick Bosa yesterday had more pictures on Kim Kardashian's Instagram <laughs> than sacks. <laughs> Let's move on. I, I've been, I, I, you know, I think this, it's time to move on. It was a very good Monday night game. Um, it was, and so you know, we're we're grateful for that. But rare good Monday night, yeah. Night nowadays, yeah. I but- I alluded to the Green Bay Packers staying in division here. We were kind of like we were kind of on the Jordan Love train. At Me least too. At first, I was on the Jordan. Love I was on it though. too. However, uh, he's not the savior. I, I mean, I saw a stat. Um, his completion percentage on passes ten yards down the field, ten yards. Sam, you want to say guess what it is? Completion percentage, twenty three percent. A little higher. What twenty five? Yeah, twenty three would be bad. Thirty. <laughs> well, it's it's thirty eight. Yeah, that's still on passes bad. ten, not twenty yards, <laughs> yeah, not, not thirty yards, ten plus yards down the field. It is thirty eight percent. I mean. The the guy is a, a check down aficionado, you know, like he like 180 yards on 21 completions in this game, and the Packers lose uh, to a Broncos defense that is historically bad. They only put up um, 17 points, lose it 19 to 17. Uh, Green Bay, you know, kind of early. Um, hey man, wait, is do you but is it? Is Broncos defense back to last year? These last two games, they shut they, down the they Chiefs. They were good defense. Mm, they shut down the Chiefs, yeah. and then they didn't really shut down. Like it doesn't feel right to say shut down, but they still had a very good game against. Because these last two weeks, as bad as they've been, like right before that, I'm like, I was like, I was watching. I was like, oh, they kind of look like the old Broncos, mm. like the last year Broncos defense. Maybe they're unlocking something there. It's just. I- and I'm speaking, saying this, they'll, they'll face the um, they face the Chiefs next week again. Speaking they'll of probably, the Broncos, they'll let speak, up forty. Speaking of the Broncos defense, Justin Simmons could be in the trade block. Mm-hmm. I heard everyone from, could be. They said. I heard. I heard a rumor that Pat, even Pat Sertan could be in the trade block. Oh man, I would. I. What would you do to trade him as an Eagle fan? See, the thing is, I'm a big Pat Sertan. Like, I think the best corner in the NFL is, is Pat, Pat Sertan. Sertan, and I would Jinx. trade. I would trade two firsts easily. Easily. I mean, like, without a doubt. And especially if you're a team, that's just as the Eagles. The Eagles are maybe in the biggest need of a corner. They obviously do have some slot issues. But if you have a corner issue, oh, man, I'm he's worth everything. Like, even if you just look at how the Eagles are building their teams, all their trades with their draft picks have been worth it, right? Yeah. Like, and he's young. He's not, like, you're not trading for a 30-year-old corner. No, he, he's, what, this is what, his third year? Yeah. His third year. You're training, you're training He was for- in the 2021 draft class. Everyone thought he was going to be a Cowboy. Like he's just he's worth it, man. And any 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 team that trades for him, the Broncos lose any trade where they lose Pat Sertan. I, I don't like, care what the what the I feel like nobody is. talks about him as the number one quarterback in the NFL. It's because sadly, Broncos in itself are pretty not irrelevant, but they're not the most popular team, even when they're bad. Like there's some teams that when they're bad, they're still like the Cowboys. Popular. Yeah. But like the Broncos, like they have to be good to be talked about. They've been a story this year for the wrong reasons, yeah. right? I mean, Sean Payne coming in there, and it's just been a dumpster fire. But 
They do beat Green Bay, and you know that tells you you know all you need to know about the Packers at this point. I think, and Matt Lafleur is a, I think he's a good coach, but there needs to be um, some changes made there. I, I think for sure, and um, we'll see. We'll we'll see about Denver. I mean, I I just don't really think they're that great. Um, I think looking into moving a few of those pieces, Cortland Sutton as well. Yeah. Um, finally getting I, him I out see, of there. You know who I see number one. Guy being trained on that roster, Judy. Jer- Judy. Judy as well, yeah. I never liked I, him coming I, out of college. I, Panthers? But, but, Panthers. Okay, you're you, give always, a, you give him a young T, get Bryce Young a young weapon? You're always, See if you can build something before he hits free agency, and then you decide to re-sign him. So I don't think Judy would perhaps. cost too much. But it, it is sad because, I mean, this is going a little bit off, but like before the pre-draft, like I, look, man, I thought Jerry Judy would – be a t- minimum top ten wide receiver. Oh, yeah. You want to know who he was so he great. was so good. Who I was so high in that draft, Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, I, I wanted Ceedee Lamb. I was very mad. I was so very bad. I was very mad when the Eagles didn't get Ceedee Lamb. Yeah, me too. That was, I was. We very, don't talk about that night, man. <laughs> I was very happy. By the way, oh, one thing I wanted to talk. I I was looking as an Eagle. Speaking of that draft class, I was looking for Jalen Rieger all night on the Vikings. I forgot they cut him before the. He's on. The, he's on like the Patriots practice squad. Yep, he is. He is, yeah. He doesn't have a fifty-three man spot right that's, now. That's that's sad, sad. Jaylen but you know Rager. what? Yep. He, yeah. Um, you gotta perform. Patriots practice squad. Speaking of, it's all about results. The Eagles. Yep. You guys had a nice victory, t- thirty-one nice to seventeen, in the link in the Kelly Greens. The Kelly Green. They look nice, didn't hey, they? I dropped against, the Kelly Green, bro. I dropped the Kelly Green against the Miami Dolphins, and you guys <laughs> exposed had to, to do it. Exposed to it. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, they look clean though, didn't they? They, did. they, I really, they, did. they look I good. Really They're did. very nice. They look they nice, are. but I mean, let's talk about those Giants legacy uniforms. I know. There was the Giants that. had some nice unis this week too. I think I think the Giants should just stick with those. See, that's forward. the thing about the Eagles is because they changed the watermark of like the real logo. You know how it used to be like the Eagles and then it'd have like a like kind of like a weird, like it have like a little bit of a weird font thing yeah. to it. It's mm-hmm. like the generic Eagles, and I think they did that because I think in the future these will be full time because they modernized them a little bit. They didn't mm-hmm. make them like they didn't make them the true throwbacks. Right. They modernized the Kelly Green to where it looks more like today's Kelly Green, mm-hmm. and I think they did that because obviously you don't want to bring a throwback as your full time jersey again. So I, I, I think but they brought they brought it back, but they made a little bit of a twist. Man, those Kelly Greens are sweet. I know, dude. Um, Jalen Hurts in this game, very nice. 279 yards, couple TDs, very efficient. Um, A.J. Brown. Oh, man. He is. I'm, like, waiting for the week where he has, like, a down week and, like, Smitty gets. But Okay, I will say. First Eagles receiver, or, like, first first receiver since T.O., I think, to have 125 receiving yards in five straight games. Unbelievable stuff. Can we all finally admit, as a coming from a Giants fan, AJ Brown this season is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's. I without- mean, I assume he, obviously Jay Jet's still up there, even though he's hurt. And I, think, say- I think it's Hill, and then yeah, it's AJ. Yeah, I would still give the Jay Jet. Then, I mean, Brown. you would do the, the receiving yards leaders right now. It's Tyreek one, AJ Brown See, two. No one's Puka talking three. about that. I think Diggs is still having a really nice yeah. year. Diggs um, is having a quite good year. He is. I mean, he's had 100 yards in four of his last five See, but games. No one's talking about how, you know, everyone's talking about 2K yards for Tyreek Hill. AJ Brown's on pace for like 30 yards less than 2K. Like he. Yeah. That's and, and, and that's that's including the game. Remember the game against uh, the Minnesota Vikings where, you know, he's caught on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He had 29 yards in that game. Imagine he just has like a, 
like a 60, 70 yard game. Yeah, he's he's right there with Tyreek then. Yeah. Um, he's only 88 yards, I think, behind him. Un, unreal stuff. Uh, the Eagles with a very nice bounce back. Uh, and, you know, for Miami. Um, I think we need to talk about Miami. You need to talk about Miami. It was the first time this year where their offense really got. Look, I mean, look I mean, abysmal. Yeah, I wouldn't even say slow down. I would agree. I, I, they just, especially in the second half, I mean, they just didn't look good. Tua had that throw that Slay picked off. I mean, that that was just a panic throw from Tua. And you could see up front, um, although the Dolphins' offensive line, you know. Their D-line played well. They did. They, they, they have a lot of guys who can get after the passer. Um, but, and the thing with the Eagles for me, Doc, is like, you know, whenever they match up against a team, whether, you know, it's, whether they, you know, whenever they match up against a good team, I'll say, yeah, you look up, you look at the matchups, and it's always like, okay, well, you know, for example, Miami, you know, they've got weapons they can go to, and you know, they've got Tua back there who gets the ball out quick. You know, against the Eagles, they'll have success. It always comes back to, but wait, the Eagles have got a really good counter to that, and I mean, the defensive mm-hmm. line. Was just, I mean, it was really See, good. The so one, good. Jalen Carter is so good. I know, man. His first play, he like he's, just throws oh the guard. Can we, can we all thing? admit he's a not a the best defensive tackle in the NFL? Whoa. Well, what, well, what did they say? See, the they, thing is, is, he's still unlimited stats, so his production won't be there because they they have a lot of other guys. Like Fletcher Cox is still playing at a very high level. But I mean, pound for pound, but, he's I mean, gotta it, be. It, yeah, if you if you just look at like. Every like if you just take look at watch everyone, you're like I think Jalen. Oh my! Like God. I was saying to myself, I was saying to my brother, I was like, Wait, Doc, I was like, brother, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a little bit older, and uh, <laughs> he went to Temple. He sadly no uh, Rowan uh, alumni, but I I was talking to him and I was like, Prime Jalen Carter just sounds so scary. Like it sounds scary as a like he fan. is like 22, I think maybe 21. But one thing I did want to talk about is. Look, the the way to beat the Do- look, the Eagles got the Dolphins behind the sticks. Yep. Because they Moster they had like negative seven rushing yards, I think, like halfway through the second quarter. Hassan Reddick, you know how the Dolphins run that pitch play? Like that pitch run, but they, it's not like a they don't get to the outside. It's like a yep. he could like literally just walk it to him like a normal outside handoff. They pitch it to him. Hassan Reddick every time jumped it. They ran it like three times. Hassan Reddick jumped it every time. They didn't run it again. I mean, and it's like, and then they're behind the sticks, and then you're you're letting the pass rush get home, and you're and you're letting just uh, the like Slay and guys sit back in and zone or man, and, and they forced Tua to just made some some again like I, like I said, just panic throws, guys in his face. I mean, again, the Eagles, we know this. They set the edge they as are, well as almost anybody, and they defend the run probably better than anybody. It's just Jordan, da- Jordan Davis also deserves a shot. Jordan Davis, Davis, Davis is unreal. Dude, his, his yeah. breakout this year, like last year, uh, last year there was some real concerns of, like, can he be a three-down player? He, By the way, on that two interception, the reason Tua threw that is because he had to throw off his back foot because Jordan Davis was in his Okay, lap. I will say this from the 2022 draft a couple days before. I said Jordan Davis is going to have a very good – Five-year stretch and then go downhill. I don't know about downhill. That's what I say. I could See, be wrong. Because I think at the at the very worst, he's the best run stopper in the NFL. Oh, like, uh, he, oh at the very so, at the very worst, he's the best run stopper in the NFL. Am I, am I wrong? Like last year, he is really he good. He came in Sam. as a rookie and was the best run stopper. He is really really good. And he, that Eagles defensive line is just. And now that now he now he learned how to use his strength. And he learned how to use leverage, and he learned how to use his hands. Like once he learned how to use his hands, it's been over for the league for the past like seven weeks. 
You know, I mean, I think the only thing stopping the Eagles right now, I mean, as much as it's I know. themselves. I, exactly. And, themselves. and I think the injury bud, too. I mean, you yeah, know. It always comes around. They, luckily, their injuries have all just been short term. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they added Bayer. We haven't even mentioned that. Uh, Kevin Bayer yesterday, which. Yeah, yeah, Bayer. Because Blankenship yep. has looked like a. Like, he he got hurt right. sadly against the Jets on, like, one of the blocks. Uh, he's looked like not a star, but close to it. Like where he's been flying everywhere and he's been carrying a safety room because Edmonds, I mean, that one touchdown the Dolphins scored offensively was Edmonds, was Edmonds like just kind of in quicksand. Tyreek, yeah. yeah, he was just kind of in quicksand. Like Blankett's just been saving that that safety room. And then now you add, I think he's probably still top five safety right, right yeah. now. I mean, it's such a good fit because... First of all, he's, he's from the area, and um, it's always cool to get those guys back home. Mm-hmm. Like Swift, we got Swift it's, home. Yep. It, you guys, it, it's why would the Tennessee Titans keep on trading with you guys? I know it they, is a new GM since AJ Brown trade. I mean, oh my god, dude! <laughs> it's like you it, are robbing. Can we, you have can robbed we call, them. Can we call for Derrick Henry? <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, oh, but man. like how much does Derrick Henry really elevate your team? Honestly, one thing I do want to talk about the Eagles is the red zone offense has been an issue, and I think a lot of that is because they want to protect Hurts more. So they don't want to run them all the time, and and Swift is even though Swift Swift will break tackles, but the problem is is I think they need to add like even if they just play Rashad Penny instead, like instead of like the game wells because they need to find a way to get consistent red zone offense because they settled for three to start the game and then then like AJ Brown like they had a deep touchdown and then the quarterback sneak and then and then but they the red zone has always been the the key issue. They've been very good offensively. They're they're similar offensively, but they were last year. The problem is last year they were punching in touchdowns when they got inside the twenty. And this year they're settling for just a little bit more field goals. And I wonder if that issue has to deal with, you know, Hertz not being as big of a runner, running threat as he was last year. And then also combined with, you know, the run game hasn't really worked in the red zone. Yeah, also no, hasn't worked in the last two weeks in general. The Jets shut us down run-wise, and then the Dolphins shut us down run-wise this game. Yeah, no, we talked about a lot of the Eagles from this game, but can we talk about two for a second? Where I think it's fair to say, I don't think two is a top-ten quarterback. You saw his throws. You look at the weapons around him. Oh. They are carrying him. Ah. They are. The I don't know. I don't know. Because at the same time, when those weapons are gone, he has awful weapons. So it's like there's no middle ground two, to judge him. Is an above average quarterback that in a really good system in a really good system that makes that's him fair. look really good. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't mind that because I think he's like Kirk Cousins tier. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. So what he's, he's a lefty kind of twelve. Yeah, tw- t- borderline. I don't top think he 10. wins you Super Bowl with the way quarterbacks are playing. No, I think he can win you the Super Bowl can. though. See, I think any I, quarterback I think can, can win a Super Bowl. I think he honestly. But like any like I'm not like don't throw out like the the backup quarterbacks. But I think any well, I, mean, I, mean, I think I, I think twenty there's probably like twenty NFL quarterbacks you can be like I mean that I thought, guy can win you a Super I mean, Bowl I thought just because s- he can be on a team that is the, good and and like the, obviously so we can look you, at the Niners. You, you you truly think Daniel Jones can win the Giants Super Bowl? Well, no. Can he win the Giants a Super Bowl? No. Dan, but can, he win, can he win the Niners a Super Bowl? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. I mean that'd probably be a pretty decent shot. And Tua is in the perfect system. Yeah. Because it's. Rhythm, timing, get the ball out fast, accurate passes. That is what two attacks Tua is. I think Brock Purdy and Dan Jones are actually is actually a pretty good debate, but I'm just saying, like, from a st- Brock Purdy's better than what he was last year, probably. Oh, yeah. And they still could have won the Super Bowl, even with last year. Just obviously, the Eagles were just better and then obviously they, injury. Even if, if Brock Purdy stayed healthy, the Eagles still, still would have won that game. But you look at two for a second, where does he truly look where you say, oh my gosh, 
He made that play. Honestly, he's got good pocket awareness. I mean, that throw to Tyreed was a pretty good one. That was on and the money. Very good answer. Because when he threw that, I was like, "Is that going to be a pick?" It was in the air for a while too. It was, but it was, it was like a. And no, he, he, dro- he threw him open. Yeah, he dropped it in the bucket. Yeah, Trent sure. Armstrong injury. That's mm. Yeah, I, Armstead. I mean, they also got Armstead, eighteen injured. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, eighteen needs. I mean, most are. And you look at the you look at this schedule for the Waddles Dolphins. Always banged up every game. The Dolphins do have a tough schedule. That's the thing. I see them having eleven yeah, so they face like all the year. And Bills soon, don't I mean, they? I mean, what if they're you know? And you look. What you, if it's a repeat of last year? They, I feel like they've done this before. Every year. Every year they start off really hot or they get hot at the end of the year, but it's just not consistent. Um, they've got the Patriots this week. I mean, Patriots. And we'll get yeah. into we'll the Patriots Nets, by the way. Um, I know you want to talk what about the, the heck, What the heck is going on in Buffalo? So, but, you know, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the Patriot game now. Let's just go through Dolphins because I want to see it again. They have the Pats next week, then the Chiefs, then the bye. Then they go Raiders, Jets, Washington, Tennessee. Jets again, Dallas. So their last three games are are Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. I mean, that's mm. that's tough. That's tough. It's because they can easily be outmatched from an aspect, like especially when they they face like in like cold environments, and it's not like you know it's not the Miami where you know you could just sling it because it's it's seventy eighty degrees, and that game they do have bu- a good run game, but the problem is their run game. I think also kind of contributes to of uh, the idea that you know they got speed, but in cold and. In cold weather, that speed is just a little bit slower, and that's True. all some team, teams need. True. And, and, and again, we saw the Eagles shut down the run game because no one has Jordan Davis, so that run up the middle can always be there. But those pitch plays, all you need is an outside linebacker. Just sit there, jump it. Don't, don't like, don't sit and watch and wait for the running back mm-hmm. to come to you. Like, go yeah. get it. Go as soon as he catches it, get on him. Like, it's, we've seen the Eagles do it, and we'll see how teams. Respond because the problem with the Dolphins last year is the Chargers shut them down that game, mm-hmm. and then the the team started running that defense, the, the the cover one where they forced Tua to throw outside the numbers, and Tua right. has done a good job throwing outside the numbers, so that doesn't work anymore. But the Eagles tried something different, and clearly it worked. I don't yeah. know what they really did. I haven't really watched the game again, mm-hmm. but they did something that worked, and I think other teams will obviously follow it. I'm confident in Mike McDaniel to go make adjustments. There's just too much talent on that Dolphins roster for them to. I think crash and burn, but look, I mean, the end of their schedule is tough, and we've seen that they are, you know, very vulnerable, um, especially against, again, I think Philly was the first time all year they played a, a, a high-caliber defense, and, and we really kind of saw and that. And speaking of the AFC East, yep. the yep. Dolphins, the Bills lost. Bills beat the Dolphins, too, by the way. 29-25. to 25. We, we can correlate all these games right. nowadays in the NFL. Well, let's see. The so, Bills so losing. the Bills beat the Dolphins. The Jets and, beat the Bills. And the Jets beat the Bills. Patriots so. And the Patriots Jets. beat the Bills, so nothing's different the Patriots no, and the Patriots. AFC champs. <laughs> nothing no, the nothing Jets. really is different. That is crazy. The Jets have beat the Bills and the Eagles. They have. They That's have. an impressive and, run. And the Chiefs. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to they talk about that now the thanks to the Niners losing. They beat the Chiefs. Let's be honest. Uh, what does the score oh, say? Um, you're right. <laughs> what does you're the right. score um, say? Okay. Well, so. Aaron, Aaron, Don't let the Jets in, man. So did the so did the Giants beat the Bills? No, they didn't. Wow, that's a different story than I heard last week. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, but the Bills. Bill, blah, 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 blah. The no. Bills. Yeah, let's talk about the Bills. Mm. First of all, they played close with the Giants at home. You know, Giants easily could have won that game if not for a couple, you know, questionable calls. And then a Patriots team that I honestly thought was 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 dead. Yeah, I, th- I dead thought they the were dead. And Bill Belichick apparently got a multi-year extension to begin the season. Wait, he 
Did you see that? You didn't see that? Rappaport said that uh, it was so under the radar. They signed him in the offseason to a to another contract. Oh my god! Is that? Not, I thought he was because done. to me, I thought this was make or break. Yep. And with all due respect, I thought that would be a bad decision. Of where I think that he is truly the best coach of all time. Like, oh, he no, he coached the best offensive player. He coached the best defensive player. He coached the best special teamer of all time. I think he is the right coach for that team. The problem is, is you also extend him as a GM, probably yeah. right. Like they probably well, that's what you've I been didn't saying. Yeah. Details. You guys are you guys are actually just telling me this now. That's actually shocking because I thought this was a uh, you have to at least give me some hope going forward, Bill. Like Sam said that, you know, I I, I really don't know if this is going to happen, but I think the logical thing would be okay. You can stick as the coach. You can't you can't play GM anymore. No, you, you can't. can't. It's because, not college, man. It's a whole different game because GMs don't like how like for the Eagles, for example, Howie Roseman right now, Nick Sirianni, if he was a GM, Kevin Byard isn't an Eagle yesterday. No. no. Because Nick Sirianni's watching film, he's watching like first of all, that just can't happen in general like uh, as and it's not really on Bill, it's just on the whoever gave him that Kraft. That yeah, whoever gave him that that leeway, which obviously is Robert Kraft. And so yeah. I just I think it's a bad decision just Wait, to let him but, be a GM. Uh, but it's like you're not going to demote Bill Belichick. Like he's either there as a GM and coach or he's fired. Yeah, I, I mean I would just fire him personally. <laughs> well, he did get his 300th win on Sunday. They beat the oh, Bills. Oh wow, 300. Only he's one of only three guys ever to get 300. Him, Don Shula, George Hallis. We have a wild Weisinger outside our window. <laughs> um, Don't let him in. Um, but the Bills, dude. I mean. Frustrating. This is just such a... W- now, this is what we asked on offside, Stock. Uh-huh. Uh, is the Super Bowl window officially shut for them? It's closing. Wow. If it's closing, it's closing pretty fast. I... Th- it depends. De- like, this defense is... I think it's shut. I think that... But I think it can reopen. Like, in the okay. future. Like, I don't think, like, it's like Josh Allen's never going to win well, a Super Bowl. I mean, Josh Allen's going to be there for a long but time. But I think, so- like... Man, they just like never consistently run the ball. They ran the ball very well the first couple of weeks with James. He was like one of the leading rushers. Yeah, I just Kincaid's a nice weapon. Diggs is a nice weapon. I'm never high on Gabe Davis. I, I just don't think he's a good runner, like a good route runner. I think I think that game really, honestly, you could say you could say that game ruined Buffalo's future because they <laughs> what, moved what, on with Gabe Davis as wide receiver too because that they saw that game and I I when I was in Buffalo now ten day now not ten days ago. Actually, nine, ten days ago, when I was talking to a lot of Bills fans, and they said they want to trade for a wide receiver too. They love Gabe Judy, Davis, but they just can't see him be the wide receiver too in a Super Bowl. Judy, see, he just doesn't get separation enough. He doesn't really do. It. He's not quick. He's not if, like he's not super quick. He's not Bills, a great route runner. He's just kind of like a good, solid receiver. If but that I can't am, be wide receiver too I'm, on a pass-heavy offense. If I am Brandon Bean, I call up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm. and say. What do you want for Mike Evans? Tampa's See, trending thing, that way. The thing, the thing to that is, I want to. I think they should go after Judy because Diggs has. There's always been rumors about like Diggs being unha- unhappy, but it's mostly just media stuff. It's, it's media but I'm stuff. saying like you he, also don't want to trade for another older receiver and have two older receivers in Josh Allen, who's going to be your but, quarterback for the next ten years. Like, but, try but, to develop but, Judy on your own Doc, and be like, try to create. I, Judy's young; he could be your receiver for the next seven years. But Doc, I see that. I see your point, but if you have an opportunity to go win a Super Bowl this year, who says Judy can't win you? A Super I, Bowl? I, I am not high on Judy. I don't think the defense for this Bills team 
You have Matt is Blatt good Blatt. enough to be to have them also, as a Super Bowl if, team. Which I'm is sorry. weird because I'm sorry because I I love that they didn't free sign Edmonds in that contract. And it's, same. I mean, is Sean McDermott not a defensive? It's end? A, no. corner. The corners are questionable because the shout out to the sixth round rookie in um, Christian Benford. He's very he's from Villanova. Nova. From Nova, yeah. I'm like I'm very happy he's getting a shot, but he he can't be guarding like, like last year was guarding Justin Jefferson. Nah, like that can't happen. That I think he can be a solid wide receiver to be cornerback too. And also for the Bills. Von Miller's also. You, you want to know what I would do if I'm Brandon at Bean? Least. What I call one of my best friends, <laughs> Joe oh, Shane. Oh man, Saquon. Oh, say man. what I saw that you guys aren't going to trade Saquon. But come on, Joe. What do you want? You want a first round pick? I'll I don't do first know round if pick. Saquon first round pick. Whoa. Them, uh, See, that's, I'm the, that's the Giants because they, fan. they get they get Saquon and then they still don't run the ball. Like it, it's it's more of a system thing. They did the same thing when Brian uh, Abel was there. They and, should and run the ball. They ran more. the ball. They, their running back was Josh Allen. <laughs> like yeah. I I I made this comparison. I think Josh Allen is part of Philip Rivers and part Cam Newton. I think. They will run him into the ground, and five to six years, he'll just crash. You better honestly, it's, it's honestly impressive he hasn't had like a major injury yet. He yeah. had like what, like a small elbow thing He's last fine. year, I think. Yeah. But like, it's I, honestly impressive because the way he runs, and and I love it as a like as a new as a Bills fan, I would not love it because I get yeah. like when Jalen Hurts runs and he slides, I almost like celebrate like we score a touchdown. The, the, <laughs> I, I think a little bit of the difference is that, and don't even run. Hurts is a powerful runner. I mean, obviously yeah. those. I mean, that's why the the brotherly yeah. shove worked so well. Um, but Josh Allen is a different type of runner. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts. Oh, Josh Allen's like big. He's got a big Josh, frame. I mean, Josh Allen is, is Hurts' frame isn't as big. Josh Allen is a tight end coming at you, man. Yeah, I mean, he is huge. He's, a, he's six five. He's like six, sits like two fifty for, for Mac Jones. He's a big boy. We all thought he was done. Yeah. Well, that's what that's my concern with Buffalo's defense. I don't think this is Mac Jones a resurgence or anything. I mean, he has a great game. That's why I'm concerned with Buffalo's defense. I mean, you can't get torched by the guy uh, who threw, what, in his last three games entering the game, no touchdowns, five pits. I mean, you can't do that, and they yeah. did. Um, You're right, so, though. Again, they're bad in the corners. Like, uh, Poyer uh, is getting older. Uh, like, they – look, man, they, they – I almost think that Sean McDermott's under pressure. But the problem is when you're the Bills and you see 11 wins – you're not like, let's fire our coach. That's why I was so proud of the Eagles for firing Doug Peterson because they didn't hang on to, you, oh, he won us a Super Bowl. You wanted them to fire Doug Peterson? Yes, because he, it was time. And, and just because he won a Super Bowl in 2017, was not he wasn't going to help us in 2021. I think and that firing saved him because now he's back to being yep. a solid coach. Nick Sirianni's still better than him, so it still worked out for the for the Eagles. But the thing is, is... They're no one, you're gonna you're gonna see the Bills win 11 games and the Bills won't fire Sean won't. McDermott, nope. which is it's a little annoying because not only do they need a new offensive mind to control that offense, they need a new defensive mind to control I mean, the defense. I, imagine if Brian Flores was the coach there. Mm. Imagine that. I mean, no. He, why? Matt Milano would win Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> why not? No. You think he'd become head coach? I think. I think he, he should. He should have been a head coach already. He, I mean, he was it's a very and good he leader. Still be a head coach. And last night he proved that he should. He's have been doing a, head a great coach. job in Minnesota. If I mean, I, at least last night, if I am, he's the, doing a good job with what he has. I'm the Bills, yeah, I have nothing on that Minnesota defense, really, I, except Hunter. If except I, Hunter. I fire everyone except Brandon Bean, and if I am Brandon Bean, <laughs> well, I know what you're going to say. No, and they will come to the Giants. I'm at Dermot, DC. No, Damn. not after that. I was watching the game and the interaction I saw with Brian Dable and Sean McDermott. Oh yeah. Oh. But I was gonna say, Ben Johnson, OC from the Lions. Yeah, let's I, talk about that game to end off the show. Well, not to end, to preview into our next segment. 
Okay, to preview our next segment. Our, um, our next segment. But this is the last game from this past week we'll talk about. We're going to talk about the Lions. <laughs> Guys, you know. Surprising loss. We're, 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 we're all a part of all at this here. And I know you didn't watch Hooks yeah. Heaters this week. Yeah. I don't know if you did. I did. I, 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 t- I listened just, just to hear your picks. I had the Lions play. I thought, I thought, dude, I thought that was my pick of the we week. We talked about that, remember? And I was like, I think the Ravens are okay, holding. Well, right. It wasn't well. you. Maybe it wasn't you. But it's, and it's, you were right. It's not, it's honestly, it looks bad because they lost by 32. But at the same, like, I don't think that, you know, you should be beat yourself up because the Ravens also didn't look great last week in London. They, they, they were settling for field goals. They were, mm-hmm. you know, their defense was getting, uh, be, be pretty bad, but dude, the Lions. Look, man, I was it, speaking of all access. Like, you know, they were talking about that one of the segments was Eagles and Niners, and why aren't the Lions in that? Uh, I was like, I was like, are we serious? Uh, are we oh, serious? Look, my thing with the Lions, and and I'm a, I, I seem like a Lions hater, but it's like just because the Lions are good for the first time in forever does not mean that they're a Super Bowl contender. You can, they're very similar to what the Vikings were last year, where, yes, you can have fun watching them, but if you put them in the same conversation as Eagles and Niners, Mm -hmm. you can have a good day. Like, I'm not continuing that conversation. Uh, That's fair. They, to me, are, you know, and I think this game really kind of exposed a a lot of issues with them. And, I mean, no David Montgomery in this game, so really, you know, Jameer Dibbs, this was the first time he touched the ball, I think, more than, like, ten times all year, probably. Um, ran for six yards to carry, got into the end zone, only scored of the day for the Lions. But uh, I've liked the way Jared Goff has looked. I think he's legitimately been um, a top 10 quarterback this year, I think. I mean, bad game for him on Sunday. But outside of that, I think Jared Goff has been playing at a level where you have the surrounding talent of Detroit, especially defensively. I think they have um, a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, and Sam Laporta has been great as a rookie tight end as another weapon for Doff. And I think there's a bunch of talent here, and I, I have called them a Super Bowl contender. The Lions? I have. I They're have. not a Super Bowl contender. I mean, when they were five... Okay, but before this game, Sam, I mean... I don't know. It's just in tough my opinion. I think I think they're a very good team. They're the third best team in the NFC. They just haven't yeah, ran into anyone. And, and the Chiefs' week one is kind of what you're hanging on to. But week one, we like they didn't have just Kelsey a little different. Or, or Chris Jones. If they play that game week five, the Chiefs win that game, and then they lose to the Seahawks the next week, which mm-hmm. obviously it's not the same team. But look, but you you the Lions like their defense. They have some talent, and and Dan Campbell's always going to be gritty. I love and I want to love Dan Campbell just like anybody else. But honestly, I just don't see them going anywhere with Dan Campbell in a sense that I, I think your head coach needs to be part of who, like, your game plan. Like, Nick Sirianni doesn't call plays, but he designs the plays. And that's what kind of makes the Eagles offense so so great is that he's designed a play, someone else is calling him, and it's a great duo. And and when they lose Ben Johnson eventually to head coaching job, I think it could get They're ugly in a sense. Because Dan Campbell was a, almost a near fire midseason last year. Um, they they went on a nice run, and I'm not saying like I think they'll make the playoffs just due to the NFC North and the NFC as a whole just not being that good. But if Ben Johnson gets a job, which he should, he yeah. will. He should at least if it's not this all season, it will definitely be next all season. That's what I'm afraid of. Uh, just just them as a franchise, but them as a team, like defensively, I just don't see anything special they do. That Aiden Hutchinson's having a great year, and that's kind of what the only thing that gives me hope in that defense is, and they have some speed, which is nice. Uh, but they sadly lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brian, Bans- mm-hmm. Brian Branch is dealing with injuries. I just think you can run on them, and you can pass on them. Like, there's nowhere you're going to walk into a game, you're like, oh, the lines are going to stop our run, the lines are going to stop our pass type. Like, they can have games where they do it, but <sighs> if you're, when you're facing the topper 
echelon of of Eagles and Niners, like it's and, and the Ravens. And even it'll be it'll be it'll be a bloodbath. I mean, you said they can't stop the run, can't stop the pass. Let's talk about this. You know, I think three weeks ago, I think you you were talking about Tyree Hill actually winning the MVP as a wide receiver. I it's, it has to be Lamar. It has to be Lamar. Right? Now. It has to be Lamar. And I mean, he had such a good game yesterday that I'm convinced that like he's playing better than his 2019 year. I think he is. He is. I think he definitely is, and it's just the only reason we had the debate is because the quarterbacks have gotten better since his MVP year. So, you know, we're like, oh, but, you know, he's not maybe a top-five quarterback right now, but he was in his MVP season. But that's because the quarterbacks have gotten a lot better since his MVP season. But still, I do agree that right now, Lamar has to be your MVP. I mean, the only... Slant on him is he has, he sometimes has those games where you're like Lamar, what are you doing? <laughs> like that Steelers game and that Colts game, you're they like they should have they should have won that. Yeah, but Steelers okay. Game. At the same time, in the Steelers game, there were some terrible drops by his receivers. Oh, that, really that's, that's bad. true. But really then he, bad. you know, he cost them on that. They, that. they blew it. Shout they out blew Joey Porter Jr. Man, like, that's my guy. But uh, uh, yeah, that that's not Lamar's fault. I shouldn't say I should say that it was his fault. But he did have a really boneheaded mistake where mm-hmm. you're like. I can an MVP can't have that play. He knows that though. Um, He's come so far as a passer. And the Colts game was awful. The Colts and game really was awful. I, I've been a big Lamar fan personally for a long time, and it's it's great to see him finally get the respect that he deserves. Well, because I mean, look at what Todd Munton has done for him in that offense. Now you get, I mean, Red Roman, Greg Roman was awful. Red Roman, Greg Roman versus Matt Canada. Who you guys taking? <laughs> I'm taking Roman. Uh, well, I mean, three Roman. years ago, Red Roman had Lamar. You know, looking like. The, the Heisman formation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously that was something that Lamar excelled in, but he has just been so good as a passer. I mean, in this game, 21-27, 357 yards, three tutties, no pits. Um, I think the Ravens have a, a, a pretty deep receiving core. I mean, mm-hmm. Zay, Mark Andrews, Odell, Rashad Bateman. That's a good four right there. Really good four. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers is a very, very good rookie wide receiver. Obviously, that Ravens defense uh, is going to play tough. Uh, Damon and Dame out. They have two, four, five, five sacks in this one against Jared Goff. Um, the Ravens are, um, at this point, guys, do we think, let's see here. Are they better than Kansas City? No. I think it's close. I think it's pretty close. I don't think so. Because man, Kansas City's defense actually looks legit. Okay, it is really good. Why is anyone like talking if, if about? It was, if it was the old Kansas City's defense, like that we saw two, three years ago, I think the Ravens are better. But True. you're telling me Mahomes, who I can trust not to make crucial mistakes, even though Lamar, I'm not saying Lamar's turnover prone, but he's more prone to make those moves mm-hmm. than someone like Mahomes is. And then you know the Kelseys of the world, and and they have a lot of ballers on that Chiefs wide receiver room. Rasheen Rice is balling. So I think I think the Chiefs are slightly better. But that things can change, man. I mean, like one injury, like one player not be one trade. The deadline is gonna be and Sam, we're so lucky because October thirty first, Halloween, a week from today, will be the trade deadline. And we'll have here. an episode. We'll have a uh, third you, guys gonna, you guys gonna have it earlier and have a live reaction? I, or? I, think, I think we I think we need Well, to, what time is the deadline? I think it's at four. Yeah, we already did it here then. We're kicking we, one off. We're sorry. We have class. Actually, no, N1 is on Mondays. And Mondays. So, yeah, you're good. You, know, you, guys are good. you know what? That'll be a game better decision. I think I'm out of the skip class. I'm sorry. You know, it's Oh, I always skip class for, for trade deadlines because it's the trade I mean, deadline. My, team, my teams are usually always trading for uh, guys, especially Sixers. You know, Eagles have always been pretty solid. Oh, so, okay. it's, it's something I can't well, miss. We're previewing the next episode when we have Connor Hughes, 
SNY giant and jet reporter coming on in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we're uh, we're gonna talk to him about uh, the Jets and Giants this upcoming Sunday. Yes, and then uh, again next week we got a third and long trade deadline special. Don't miss it. Don't miss it, Aiden Dockery. Thank you for joining us. Yes, of course. And we will tune you into the Connor Hughes SNY beat reporter interview right now. I'm Sam Prince alongside my co-host Aaron Hook. Today we have the first ever. Guests on third and long, SNY reporter Connor Hughes. He reports for the Jets and the Giants, and also a newly dad this summer. <laughs> Connor, welcome on. And this weekend, Jets and Giants play. What are, if you could preview this matchup, could you preview us for us? And what are your predictions for the matchup? Yeah, so I, I think honestly, Sam, it's probably going to come down to more than anything else is that I, I do genuinely believe that the Jets have a talent advantage at most positions here, whether it's offense, defense, special teams. But the big mismatch that the Giants have in their advantage, I think, is Wink Martindale uh, against an, an inexperienced young quarterback in Zach Wilson that struggled for for most of his three-year career. He's turned it around the last couple of weeks, but still uh, it's more been at managing the game. So if there is an advantage that the Giants have, I think it is that ability for Wink to really torment Zach in a similar fashion that he tormented Sam Howell a week ago. So uh, that's one that that I'm going to be keeping an eye on this weekend. Um, so Connor, then my my counter to that is, you know, we we know about the Jets' defense. It's it's won them games single handedly, mm-hmm. as you've seen over the past couple of years. Um, but I kind of want to talk about the Giants and this new kind of revelation they've had offensively with Tyrod Taylor the last couple of weeks. What have you seen the difference between him and Daniel Jones under center? And then how do you think it's going to fare against that Jets defense that obviously lets the blitz a lot? Um, and Tyrod has kind of shown that he can hang in the pocket and make uh, big throws. Yeah, I, I think the biggest difference between Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor is that Tyrod Taylor had the luxury of playing – uh, a Bills defense that was out there, top two corners and top linebacker in Matt Milano, and then a Washington defense that just is not very good in the secondary. That, that's really the difference. I know a lot of people uh, are anti-DJ after that game, but in my opinion, he's still the Giants' best quarterback. Now, he has been playing particularly well to start this season, uh, but he is absolutely this team's best quarterback, and they'll be a better team when he's out there with them. You mentioned Dale Jones being the better quarterback on the roster than Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod hasn't played against the best of defense these past two weeks, but this is going to be a test. And when do you see in the nearable future if you had to make a timetable when Dale Jones will come back? I think it's this week. I think there's a really good chance that he comes back this week for the Giants. Now, it's tricky, obviously, with a neck injury because you need to be uh, cleared for contact. That's the problem, right? I mean, he's a practice throwing. He just can't be hit for contact. So as long as the Giants get that clearance, uh, it'll be Daniel. I think all signs are pointing towards him playing this week. Uh, along with Andrew Thomas over there on the left side of the line. And with Andrew Thomas coming back, this line has played better under Tyrod Taylor these past mm-hmm. two weeks. Yes, you have been playing against the best of two defenses, but you have to see some positives from this line who was absolutely horrendous the first four weeks of the NFL season. With Andrew Thomas coming back, how much of a boost is that going to be? Huge, because I, I think obviously you get a franchise cornerstone left tackle back on your line. But also it allows Justin Pugh to kick back inside to his more natural position. And suddenly that left side of the Giants line isn't looking too bad. I mean, an Andrew Thomas-Justin Pugh combination, that's pretty good. And then uh, you figure, I don't know if it'll be this week, but John Michael Schmitz is going to be coming back soon at center. And suddenly you have a, a set position of the line that you can rely on. So 
Uh, it's not just about getting Andrew Thomas back at left tackle. It's about what that means for left guard as well, because you can have Pew kick in. So, Connor, obviously, you know, on Sunday, there's going to be no true uh, home field advantage at MetLife. And uh, I've, I've seen a stat. The Jets are one in nine in the last 10 years coming off the bye. I know yeah. it's, you know, year to year, so maybe that doesn't mean much. But for a Jets team that really, you know, picked up uh, such a big win um, over Philly right before the bye, do you think there's any chance that they lose steam a little bit and maybe underestimate the Giants? I mean, I, I know the Giants got a big win themselves. Um, do you think there's any chance of that, especially with no home field advantage and uh, and, and all that? There could be. I mean, I think that that would be the thing is because the first several weeks of this season, including even when the Jets played the Broncos, they were underdogs. I mean, they were not expected to win. And and now they're going into a game where they're favored. I think if I'm not mistaken, they were like three point favorites, I think right now, at, at, depending on what sports book you're looking at. So uh, it's certainly a different feel. You, you worry at times about a, a young team like the Jets getting a little too high on themselves and, and maybe drinking their own Kool-Aid. But uh, I think this is more the coaching staff that is going to have this team realizing that this is where their season can turn around. This is genuinely, if you're the Jets, this is where you get this win against the Giants to move above 500. Then you have the Chargers. Then you have the Raiders, two more very, very winnable games for this team where you can go from a, okay, you're no longer a disaster to a legitimately your team that can, can push for a playoff spot. And Connor, you mentioned three winnable games for the Jets. Let's just say they go on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. have around nine to ten wins towards the end of the season. Is there a chance that Aaron Rodgers suits up for the New York Jets once again this NFL season? Yeah, I think he is. As long as they're in it, I think you're going to see Rodgers the final month of this season. I, I do genuinely believe that's where it's headed towards. So I, I think, in my opinion, he's definitely going to come back. It's just a matter of when. And, and if I was a betting man, I'd say for those final three, four games is, is where he's going to be back. So so then my, my follow-up, Connor, is and I think this is really interesting – because of the way, and you t- you touched on it, the way that Zach has has, you know, we've seen him kind of progress even from last year. He he's getting the ball out much quicker now mm-hmm. um, inside of this offense. Like he seemed like an NFL quarterback, a real NFL starting quarterback. At least these last uh, couple of games, when Rodgers comes back, and and obviously you know he said that this is not just a one year thing. Um, what do you think they do with Zach? Is he just your backup uh, like, like, you know, plan a was, and you're trying to revert Mm -hmm. back to that, or do they maybe look to ship him out and, and get pieces back? It's going to be very, very interesting, almost like a good problem to have, I think for, for Joe Douglas. Yeah. I mean, look, they've got one more year of team control and then they have to make a decision and if they're going to pick up his fifth year option or not, but, but it is, it's a good problem to have. I mean, I I will say I would probably uh, temper expectations somewhat on Zach. I mean, he's looking like a competent, serviceable backup, but this isn't a guy that I think is going to be pushing anyone for a starting job. I mean, even if he finished out this year playing as he is, I, I, I do not believe that he's a team. He's a player that other teams would, would look to acquire uh, to be a starting quarterback. But what he is, is a quarterback now that at least you – He's a quarterback that's not going to hold his team back, and that's what he was his first two years. The Jets were losing games because of Zach Wilson. They lost the Patriots game this year because of Zach Wilson. He doesn't look like that player anymore. He's playing with more confidence. He's playing with more freedom. The Jets are putting a little bit more on his plate, and he's getting the ball where it's supposed to go, uh, which is obviously benefiting this team. If if Rodgers, you know, again, if he comes back and the Jets are in a spot where, you know, they're right there for one of the seven uh, playoff spots, Connor, 
Do you think with this defense and with some of the weapons they have offensively, um, obviously a bunch of injuries, especially on the offensive line, but do you think it is a Jets team that could maybe make uh, a legitimate deep playoff run? Um, yeah, I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers is there and as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy and as long as Aaron Rodgers is this team's quarterback, yeah, they absolutely um, can be a team that makes a run. I mean, that, that's something I don't I don't question at all. It just really comes down to the quarterback. I mean, right now, I think in their current state with their defense, with their special teams, with their weapons, with Zach playing the way that he is, they can go to the playoffs. But if they want to make an actual run to a Super Bowl or anything like that, they need they need to have Rodgers back. Connor, one week from today is a trade deadline. There are reports from various sources that Saquon Barkley will not be getting traded. Will he be traded, in your opinion? And if so, to where? In my opinion, I think the Giants should trade him because you're not going to win with the franchise running back in the NFL. You've seen you can't win with the with a running back being your face of the franchise. Yeah, no, I don't think he's going to get traded. I, I think the the Giants have made that pretty clear, and, and they put the, the the message out to everybody that they're not going to let him go. Uh, but I'm with you, Sam. I, I I think that if they if they've made the decision that they are not going to re-sign him, and and they are not going to bring him back uh, next year, then absolutely they they should 110 percent um, move him. Like that's just something that they should absolutely do. If you're not going to bring him back, get what you can. Uh, and and see what uh, see what you can't get for him and, and move on from him. I mean, he's going to year seven. What value does he actually provide this team? Like, I love the guy. I love watching him as a Giants fan, but you have to be realistic. And Joe Shane has to know that in his back of his mind that he has to just have it at some point where, well, maybe Saquon, we're not going to trade you, but you're not going to be in the, the season. But, you know, do you see any other player than the Giants or the Jets being traded? Or vice versa, the Giants or the Jets trading for anyone at the deadline? Yeah, with the Giants, I think you could see Xavier McKinney or Leonard Williams go. I think those are two guys the Giants could potentially move on from. Uh, with the Jets, no. I, I don't think – I think the Jets are, are very much committed to trying to make a playoff run here and winning as many games as they can, so they're not going to be trading anybody. Um. So we wanted to ask you uh, some real kind of like um, – in, in the life questions, I guess, or just about being a reporter for, for two teams, yeah. which obviously in a market like this, you know, you have to be careful. Um, and, and there's obviously differences between the Giants fan base and the Jets fan base. Like, what, what are, are, are there any differences that you notice maybe when you're live tweeting the game and you're getting reactions um, from, you know, a typical Giants fan uh, going on Twitter and, and, and the Jets fans uh, as well, and just the fan bases as a whole, what kind of differences have you noticed between the two since uh, since you've been covering them? Yeah, I, th- I think, honestly, the, the biggest difference between the two fan bases is with the Jets, uh, they kind of expect the worst and they prepare for the worst. Uh, when with the Giants, they actually give the team the benefit of the doubt. So uh, when the Giants sign players or add players or, or anything like that, it's almost like they're like, oh, the team made the right move. When the uh, when the Jets make a move, a lot of times the fans kind of look around and they're like, "You got to convince me that this was the right one." Yeah, no, I I've been accused of that. When Galladay was signed, I was all in favor about, but about like twenty five minutes later, I was like, "Okay, that was a really bad signing." Watch this blow up <laughs> our faces. Yep, yep, pretty and much. Connor, pretty you know, much. both of us want to get into the sports media industry. What are some of the biggest tips that you have for us? 
Yeah, I think, Sam, you and I talked about this a little bit ago, man, and I, I honestly believe it's the case, is that this field is so competitive. Uh, this field can be so cutthroat that I think the biggest thing and the best thing that you can do if you want to get into it, uh, it's simple. It's just never say no. It's just erase no from your vocabulary. Take every single opportunity, no matter what it was. I mean, when I was younger, uh, I was covering little league baseball games and little league football games and things like that just to get a little byline in my local newspaper. Uh, but those opportunities and those experiences undoubtedly helped me. And, and I think that's something that you guys uh, can definitely do if you're looking to break into the field is just take every single opportunity. Create your own website, write broadcasting like you guys are doing now. Uh, and it'll certainly help you down the road. Um, Connor, just quickly, if you don't mind, um, did you grow up in, in the New York market? No, I'm from South Jersey, actually. So my parents are from New York, okay. but I'm I'm actually from just outside Philadelphia and like the Medford Marlton gotcha. area. So what was so what close was to it Rome, like? Because... What, wait, sorry? I said close to Rowan. You guys are at Rowan, right? If I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, grew we, up like, we, we like, like 40 minutes Rowan, outside but... Rowan. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So, you know, for us us two, you know, we're, it's rough sometimes. we're New York guys. And as you know, it's all Philly down here. Yeah. Um, yes, what it was is. it kind of like as a kid growing up in the Philly market, going oh, up brutal. to New York and it was you know, they've got two baseball teams, two basketball teams, two football teams. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I honestly, like I, I covered a lot of South Jersey sports for a while. And then when I went to Monmouth university, uh, it was just an opportunity for me to go and expand my horizons and get some feelers out there in New York. And, and that's kind of when I started covering the jets and my career just took out from there. But I think that's the benefit of living in this area is that, you have the Philadelphia teams, you have the New York teams, and in a lot of cases, two New York teams for each sport. It just gives you more opportunities to break into the field if, if this is what you want to do. And, Connor, so far covering the Jets and the Giants, what has been your favorite opportunity that you've had so far? Oh, good question. Um, I think probably just honestly doing the job, but I think that the Giants playoff run last year was a lot of fun because that was the first playoff game that I've covered for a team that I cover. So I think that was a blast. But honestly, I, I can't single out anything, whether it's uh, traveling on the road. I think that's a blast. Just the games I get to cover, the players I get to meet, the coaches I get to meet. I think all that's just just A+. plus. I've got one more for you, Connor. Um, on Sunday, you know, covering a Jets and Giants game is is – you know, it obviously has to be special. And how are you just going to go about um, obviously tweeting during the game, um, getting yeah. your stories together? Because obviously, you know, you're going to put out stories that are both both fan bases are going to either like or, or dislike um, to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, how, how do you try to be fair in, in a game like that where you've got both the teams that you cover going up against each other? I'll cover winner. So so whatever team wins, that'll be the direction that I come go. So if the Giants win, uh, the story will be about how the Giants are getting their season back on track. If the Jets win, it'll be about them riding the ship. So I'll, I'll cover I'll cover the winner, um, depending on who, who pulls out. And Connor, as we finish up the interview, you know, you, we know you're a big golf guy. And what is your favorite oh, yeah. golf course that you golf on? Oh, that's a great one. Uh, I think the top spot for me right now is Whistling Straits, is that I got a chance to play Whistling Straits when the Giants or Jets did those joint practices with the Packers out there. Uh, and that, to me, is is the nicest golf course I've ever played. I absolutely loved it. Connor, uh, I'm getting into golf. Last summer, I, I got some lessons for my graduation present the summer before, but I never actually used there them. You go. So I got on the course. I really like it. Uh, I was – so I'm, I'm getting there. You know, I'm not – I can't. Do an 18 hole yet because I just yeah. don't embarrass myself yet. So we're getting there. There you go. There you go. We'll get out and play, man. We'll get get a few more rounds under your belt and then we'll get out there and play. 
All right, you heard it here first. And Connor, hope you're enjoying Spider-Man 2. Saw your Twitter last night. Oh, oh yeah, I, yeah. I love I it. it. Oh, I love it. It's great. It's great. A-plus game. A-plus game. I was excited because I, I, I saw your tweet, too. It's like, you know, I love the Miles Morales one. I love the original. I was just seeing how they would combine the two. And uh, from everyone, from not only you, but everyone, everyone's reviews have been saying it, it's it's a smash. Hit, oh, it's so. oh, it's 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 tremendous. It really is tremendous. Awesome. That's what you've been doing when uh when when dad duty isn't calling, did some time that's off. That's pretty much it. Yep, that's pretty much it. <laughs> awesome. All right, Connor, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you have an extremely busy week, extremely busy day. Oh yeah. Work and dad life. Thank you for taking time off and go spend time with your family tonight. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. No problem. Thank you.